1: No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: We are This Week in Geek.
2: Lower your shields and surrender your listenership.
3: We will add your biological and technological distinctiveness to our own. Your culture will adapt to service us. Resistance is futile.
4: Did you grow up with a NES, PlayStation, Star Wars, Contents and ABC? TV? to think who would win in a fight between batman and the master chief comics games movies music and tv they're gonna tell you everything you need superheroes or nothing got
2: your back they're gonna save the world
4: TV. They're gonna tell you everything you need Superheroes or not they got your back They're
2: gonna say save-
5: Hello and welcome to This Week in Geek's Nerd News Network. This is episode 18 of the all new, all different Nerd News Network. We are hoping you enjoyed the last episode, even though we had some technical difficulties. we figured those out now. And we also introduced you to the Nerd News Universe and our new host, Mr. Tristan, who has too Uh, many names. Yes. I do. I do. Way too many names. Uh, Also here, as per usual, Mike the Birdman Dodd.
6: (laughs) That's right, motherfuckers. What's up?
5: And Alex, the gravy moose, who still has no turkey or pancakes or whatever. You, you,
7: what? I, I, I don't even know anymore. Yeah, I don't even I... know
5: anymore. <laughs> Hi. And I am, of course, TFG and Mike. And this week's show, we went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And because this past weekend was San Diego Comic-Con, that's pretty much the majority of what we're going to talk about. But we do have a few things to get out of the way first. We have something new I'm trying my best to work in other previous twig people or fans or things like that or other people that I've worked with. And we have interstitials from our good buddy, my co-creator of the GCR, and Steve Megatron. So he is going to tell you all about what's coming up next here on the Nerd News Network. Random News Notes. That is right. It is time for some random news. So an update on my Muppet story from last week. I think Disney spoke out about this. I don't. I don't remember seeing that, but I remember seeing Brian Henson speaking out about this, saying that Steve Whitmire was an actual douchebag. And I'm not quoting the guy, but you know, saying that you know he was so demanding and this that and the other thing. For me, that story about Steve getting fired is enough It has nothing to do with who he was and how he acted or whatever. I mean, yes, you're supposed to you know act like a normal human being at a job, but For me, it was more about, oh my god, for the first time in nearly 30 years, the voice of Kermit the Frog is going to not sound like it has. That was my biggest thing about that.
6: I don't know. I just want to see an official Disney press release with the word "Steve" was a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Put that on the fucking boilerplate. According to Disney president so and so, so and so was a fuckhead. That'd be amazing. In PR speak, just try to spin that. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, like the lower third graphic on like ABC News? Kevin Feige says is a dickhead.
7: Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's, it's Disney. I, I could, yeah, yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> yeah,
5: absolutely. Um, there have been more deaths. Of course, people die every day, but there have been more celebrity deaths. Uh, Peter McAllister, actor John Heard from the Home Alone 1 and 2 films, passed away. Which
6: we actually had a guy on our Facebook page Say "Guys, it's a hoax." And uh, I, I was inclined to believe him, but the weirdest thing is, and this is the world that we live in now, if it's reported by TMZ, you can probably believe it.
7: Mm-hmm. Generally, yeah.
6: That's weird. Do you remember when that place was? And nine to ten, it is. It's a friggin' rag, and but when it comes to celebrity deaths, they have got the lock market on that.
7: Well, I think it has to do with. They're constantly hounding everybody. Like they they have photographers everywhere. So, so have
6: contacts in every point. department.
7: Yeah, there's a point where you cover so much garbage 24/7 that you your cameras are going to be rolling when something happens anyway. So they've blanketed the the, the news media with, and the celebrity world with with paparazzi so much. Well,
6: they got that 30 mile zone TMZ. They are th- they are Big Brother.
7: Yeah. So it, it got to the point where it's like, yeah, generally and. <laughs> The thing is they've gone into lawsuits and won mm. so you know what i mean like they you know you don't challenge them because they don't report something that's not true
6: yeah exactly these guys they're armed they're ready they've got the video evidence be it good or bad they're ready to rock
3: and yeah. now they've made such a name for themselves that even people that aren't working for them directly know they can take their story right to tmz and they know they will get their value right out of it right away
5: I know of a story I don't remember what the story was but I know of a story that that happened with (sighs) Mike you'll like this (laughs) again I don't remember what story it was and it was a couple of years ago it might have had something to do with the um, the legacy episodes of one of the other what was it Um, Samurai or I forget which PR series it was but I saw a story that jason david frank tommy the green white ranger red zeo ranger black dino ranger whatever brought a story directly to them (laughs) and it went viral really fast yeah it was it was his it was him taking a story to them about the legendary episode of when they were gonna do uh have all the the old cast kind of come back i I think it was
6: super mega force yeah that's what
5: it was super i couldn't remember if it was samurai or mega force i
6: all the names, that's
5: yeah. easy to get views. Yeah, so, but yeah. Um, yeah, so John Heard has passed away. Uh, you know, he... Most everybody's going to remember him as Kevin McAllister's dad in Home Alone. Um, I've seen him in several other things. I saw him in something as recently as, like last, like, the end of last year, beginning of this year. It was a Fox, short-lived, one-season Fox series called APB. And he looked fairly—I mean, looked fairly healthy—but you know, we just never know. If you look at his IMDb profile, he's Mm -hmm. got
3: things in production now. (laughs) Like he's been busy all the way up until very recently.
5: That's an—that's an interesting thing you bring up because there are things that that has happened, and people have like you—you look at Heath Ledger, for
2: example
5: well yeah Robin Williams you look at Heath Ledger with the Dark Knight because he had one thing after the Dark Knight which was right Mr. as he you know
6: Mr. Magorium's Imaginarium or something
7: yeah uh, and then oh, uh, uh, the
6: Emporium uh, or whatever
7: the yeah. something something of Dr. Parnassus that's yeah. the Imaginarium yeah. of Dr.
5: Parnassus um, and uh, recently I forget how recently it's like last year or the year before when Alan Thicke died uh, the father yeah. on Growing Pains I'm like, oh, man. And, like, two days later, I saw something with him that he had just... Compl- I'm like,
7: damn it! Yep. <laughs> uh, Seymour... And he had a bad death. His yeah. heart exploded. Playing hockey, yeah. yeah. Well, Philip Seymour Hoffman, same thing. He had, like, two or three movies come out at least a year later.
6: And mm-hmm. they have to digitally replace him in The Hunger Games or something? Or... No, he was in it. Oh, oh, right. oh he'd finish all Yeah, scenes. he only
7: had a couple scenes in that. But, no, he had... Uh there's a movie i saw i can't remember what it's called now but it was like almost a year after he died where he was and it's like he probably would have got awards for it but posthumous yeah mm-hmm. but yeah it it seems like like we talked about before the last couple of years it's been because like this whole generation of people are in their 60s 70s 80s 90s now right where you know just 5 years ago they were outside of the danger zone let's say of age uh, age issues. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't seem like a lot of people are dying uh, from things like car crashes, or, or you know what I mean. Like it, it's, it's
6: all natural. Causes. It's either
7: it's either natural causes or, or complications or, or, or something, or they're doing it themselves.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will make this prediction now, and I hate to be the harbinger of death. I don't think Stanley is going to make the year. Quiet
7: you. <sighs> Quiet, Shut uh, up. You. He lost you. his wife.
6: And another long-running Marvel person, the secretary. the secretary, the heart of Marvel, just died last week.
7: You shut up.
6: You mark my words.
7: No, I'm he's gonna, gonna have to his he, mic on this one. It's... He's gonna be like, he's gonna be like Shatner, and he's gonna be well, <laughs> he's
6: eh. going to ascend to Asgard, so See, he's not
7: really gone. The way I look but... at it is, as long as Shatner doesn't start looking thin, he'll be fine. But like Christopher Plummer, I think he's the same age, like ninety-one or ninety-two. Oh, he's an immortal. Well, it's because that guy's pickled, but like there's, there's <laughs> but if you look really I was talking to my grandmother and there is one leading actor left from the golden age of hollywood one do you know Sean who it is Connery? no 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 golden age oh 30s, 40 50s who Kirk Douglas he's he's mm-hmm. going to be 101 yep it's crazy and cuz he was like the baby he he was playing he was like in his 20s when all these golden age actors like Bogart and all them were already in their 40s and 50s. So he came in fairly young, and he just lived outlived every single person. Because remember, Michael Douglas is in his 70s. Yep. So, like, that's it. That Once he's gone, the golden age of Hollywood's gone. Yeah. Now, there's going to be big actors in that, but we're talking, you know, leading men, leading women. There's nobody left.
5: Marquee people, basically. Yes. Yeah. Um, the other
2: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
5: The death by suicide of Chester Bennington, lead singer of Linkin Park. Uh, Mike, I know you have a lot to say about this, but I need to bring this up before we go on our little memory lane trip. After I saw this come out, there was a news article on the Los Angeles Times. Dear media, when you cover death by suicide, do it thoughtfully. And it basically goes on to say, don't say the specific details of the suicide. Don't say they committed suicide because it makes it sound like they're committing a crime. It's death by suicide is what it is. And the article was just really well written, even though I can't stand the Los Angeles Time pop-up ads. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, the lead singer of Linkin Park is gone. That's just crazy to me. And the thing that's crazy about it is... He passed away on Chris Cornell's birthday.
6: 53rd birthday. Yeah.
5: Yeah. This was
6: a death that uh, I certainly didn't see coming. Chester Bennington, I think was 40 or 41 when he passed away. Mm. Um, So my connection to Lincoln park goes all the way back to the friggin' nineties. I was dating a girl at the time, Ashley. And I remember we were sitting in her back room one day watching the good old Canadian uh, television standby. Not so much anymore. Much music. And uh, we are we're flipping through the channels. And this music video comes on with these flying kung fu monks. And I'm like, whoa, Ashley, stop it right here. What the hell is this? And we're listening to him scream one step closer. And I'm like, man, what the hell is that? This is so cool. I'm in grade maybe 11, maybe 12 at this time. So we're sitting there listening to the music. And I think they played one more music video. And I think it was... Um, it wasn't points of authority, but it might have been paper cut or something. It was one of the other singles from like Hybrid Theory.
5: Yeah, it was. So, pro- it was probably crawling or yeah. something because crawling was huge too. Crawling was like the second or third number one single, I think.
6: Um. So she went to the mall the following day, and she bought the Hybrid Theory EP. I excuse me, I think she actually got the demo version because we had tracks that were different from the regular retail release Mm -hmm. and i was talking with with her the other day saying this was the soundtrack of our relationship for better or for worse and she's like yeah i absolutely agree and i was just i was surprised how much lincoln park had connected to my love life and my childhood i mean i remember me and ashley sitting out, there's a place near where I used to live called Sobble Beach, one of the largest white sand beaches in the world. And I remember us sitting on the beach singing In the End.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: And it's just uh, it's a piece of my childhood I never thought I'd have to say goodbye to because I also remember hanging out with multitudes of friends and we'd sing this at karaoke, blast it in their car or at their, their cottages. I still maintain Meteora was their best album they released, maybe the Jay-Z album being a close second. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, their music had contributed so much to the new metal scene that was emerging in the early 2000s. and they had the staying power because they kept reinventing themselves with each album. Like you they didn't sound the same after minutes to midnight. The sound kept changing. It was less screamy crawling in my skin. Mm-hmm. stuff like faints uh numb you'd get what i've done which was the theme for the 2007 transformers movie and that became intertwined with pop culture there was the joke i saw someone make sadly after his death who's gonna make all the transformers tracks now yeah. and that's a legitimate question surprisingly
5: okay um, well let's let, let me just say one quick thing on that yeah it's been 10 years since what i've done since the transformers the first live action film there was no lincoln park anything they just released a new album at the end of last year there was no lincoln park anything on the transformers the last night at all
6: really I'm, I'm i'm surprised i still haven't seen that piece of crap but, uh, uh,
5: yeah that's not <laughs> let's not talk about that we'll be here hot all night
7: garbage hot, <laughs> hot wet garbage <laughs> uh,
6: but yeah i mean it sucks just to think about what Chester left behind me and his friends, his family, his six kids. I want to say mm-hmm. there was even a story on Yahoo, which was never followed up. But supposedly, Chester's Twitter, Chester's wife's Twitter, got hacked, and mm. all this unpleasantness had come out. And it's never been corroborated or yeah. confirmed or anything. It was probably just a one and done story, some hacker probably just having fun at the family's expense i know there were some really great stories on facebook that have come out about i think disturbed wrote about it
5: mm-hmm. and
6: then sevenfold came out and said something Yep. um i think one of the guys from corn said something kind of distasteful i think i'm not 100 percent on that one but um i know the i know Corey from stone sour uh dedicated i think he was in liverpool or something and he dedicated the performance of looking through the glass to chester and there's a bunch of videos on mm. youtube and you'd see him tear up during it like it was a really good performance i'm really unfortunate that's not going to be on like a dvd and really good quality at some point but yeah. um lincoln part leaves behind quite the legacy whether you like their music or not there's no denying that they left an impact on popular music for quite some time for over 20 years
5: absolutely Alex or Tristan, do you guys have any thoughts?
7: Uh, for me, they they were a band that was just because I'm a little younger than you guys. They were getting popular stop
5: pointing that out to us. We know.
7: <laughs> I'm saying that they were out there when I was in like the seventh or eighth grade, and they were really popular with my friends. I was never super into them, but they were one of those bands where if they were on, you know, I'd watch the music video, I'd listen to the radio, I. I don't think I ever purchased any of the albums. My younger brother did, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. he liked them. And I, and I I can't say I followed anything after the first two albums. Mm. But th- that being said, uh, I'd never thought of them as being, you know, a poor band or an imitation. They were sort of leading the charge when it came to that new style of music that was coming out at the time. They
6: became the butt of a lot of jokes. But I think in some ways that was a lot of jealousy coming out of certain people
2: mm-hmm.
6: because they'd always make fun of the crawling in my skin. That was always the joke I'd see on Twitter, but mm-hmm. that was the beginning of new metal. How many of these new metal bands are still around making good music these days? Corn.
7: Okay, okay. But
5: corn, corn is an exception though. Cause corn has been around longer yeah, or just Korn, as long as
7: they really are the grandfathers of it. They predate it by a few years. Yeah. A few Yeah. Years. But I, I... everybody else copied them. Yeah, I mean... But yeah, you, know. you, you basically have corn, and they're the only ones that are still relevant.
5: Yeah. Because yeah. no
6: You're one sure. remembers fucking Limp Biscuit.
5: Well, you oh. make of Fred
6: Durst, and that's it.
5: Yeah, we remember them, we just don't remember them fondly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like Christina Aguilera is going to fight over him or Carson Daly. Yeah, no. Uh. <laughs>
6: like, I've, never, I've never heard for Bloody Ever.
5: Don't you know he's been doing the voice for the last 13 years? Um, Alright, Tristan, any thoughts before we move on? Well, Linkin Park for me was a definitive band for all
3: of high school. I was in high school from 2000 to 2004, and that's really where a lot of their heightened popularity was. You had Hybrid yep. Theory in 2000, then Reanimation, and then Meteora came out the in 2003. Mm-hmm. And so they were At the height of their popularity for my entire high school career and i had a lot of friends that were into them i enjoyed them i bought their albums it was great and that's that's part of the definition of my my high school career and so i look back on lincoln park and i have all these memories of high school and everything's great and it's hard to let go of that um I, i want to put a message out there to everyone if you are having any thoughts at all about suicide or you're suffering from severe depression and you need help there are resources you can find uh the website that i have found is iasp.info they have all the suicide prevention hotlines all around the world so it doesn't matter where you are you can find somewhere where you can get the help that you need so if you or anyone you know needs help find that help for them
5: Absolutely, and uh, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. It looks like they also have online chat availabilities uh, for suicidepreventionlifeline.org. So there is that. We are going to take a quick moment of silence, and then we're going to do a quick musical interlude to Remember Lincoln Park, and then after that we're going to come back with the rest of the news. <music>
4: React yeah, I know you're so close you still so distant And I can't bring you go wrong, I pretend that the past is a real, I'm trapped in this memory, and I'm left in the wake of the mistakes, slow to react, I even though you're close to me, you're still so the paths left alone cause beyond Cause the love that you lost
2: See you.
5: everyone enjoyed that musical interlude from lincoln park that band will never be the same chester bennington may you rest in peace sir uh birdman had to go back to the nest somewhere so he'll be back in a little while but tristan you wanted to do an update on your pokemon story because apparently the event um was at the edge of a hell mouth
3: Yes, as I talked about last week, Pokemon Go is celebrating its one-year anniversary this month. And after a lukewarm start featuring Pikachu in yet another hat, developer Nantic Incorporated turned up the heat with an exclusive event dubbed Pokemon Go Fest, centered in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, The tickets to the festival sold out in a few very short minutes, and the attendance was anticipated to be over 20,000 people. Uh, the players were told the objective of the festival was to capture as many Pokemon as possible during specific times during the day in order to unlock special rewards for players around the world. At the same time, players across the globe could take part by capturing as many Pokemon as possible to extend the duration of these rewards earned by players in Chicago. On the day the Pokemon Go Fest arrived, Niantic's signature underestimation of their player base made itself quickly known. Players from as far away as Japan flew in for the Chicago event, and the line to enter the park grew way too long to handle. Attendees at the back of the line were told they'd be guaranteed to get in by about 5 p.m., despite the event ending at 7. The The, uh, coup de grace for the event came when players tried to actually play the game while inside the park. Very, very few were able to connect to the servers at all, and those that could were finding the game very sluggish, buggy, it just wasn't working for them. So it wasn't long until the crowd started booing and chanting, fix the servers, and we can't play at the stage. Livestream got cut off at certain points during the day, some people snapped some photos of them kind of tweaking numbers with the goals live on TV. Good job. It got so bad that Niantic has issued all Pokemon Go Fest ticket holders a full refund for the ticket purchase and $100 of in-game currency for each player as an apology. In addition, since players were unable to play to unlock the potential rewards they were promised, Niantic simply granted everything the players could have possibly unlocked during the day, including double experience points and the new legendary Pokemon raids. So players around the world can now catch two different legendary Pokemon, more will be unlocked later, and everyone gets to enjoy a few days of faster leveling up, and the antic got to show everyone they still haven't quite figured out this whole public relations thing.
5: Good lord. So, wait, my question is, how much were the tickets to go to the damn thing? As far as I know, they weren't all that much. Honestly,
3: they were gone so fast that almost no one talked about that at all.
5: I can, uh... I like that. 5 or 10 bucks or something cuz if it's anything more than $15 for a ticket to a Pokemon
7: oh god I, 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 all i can say is i have no shits to give about that <laughs> so Even the tickets are polies. 20 bucks
5: what $20
7: oh my god
3: uh, when they sold out in 5 minutes flat they were going up on other websites
5: for $200 plus what the hell is wrong with the world? This is why we can't have nice things. What the hell is wrong with this world? So $20 considering...
7: for... Oh, my God. Well, I mean, now, now they're on a list somewhere, so we know where they all are.
5: <laughs>
7: <laughs> so,
3: picture this. You're living in Japan. You go to buy one of these tickets to this event in Chicago. It sells out, so you go on eBay. You buy a ticket for $200. You <laughs> buy a flight to Chicago. You probably buy a hotel, I would hope. And yeah. you can't play. You, you get nothing.
5: Well, you know, and then you you're need in to. Ha- Chicago.
3: Yeah. Worst of all, you're stuck in Chicago.
5: Well, you know, you need to have four houses before you can buy a hotel. That's true.
7: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
7: Which is, a, by the way, a much more fun game.
5: <laughs>
7: you don't have to walk, right?
5: It does well, exist. Yeah, exactly.
7: <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, you're, you're walking, uh, what, 40 blocks or whatever it is.
5: Oh, God, don't even go there. <laughs> hey, at least I didn't run into an Arby's on the way. Anyway. Um, What's wrong with Arby's? Uh, uh, never mind. I honestly don't know. Never mind. Good. It's a good thing you don't. Anyway. Okay, uh, so, no. no <laughs> so, while okay. so, well, Mike is uh, still MIA, I'm going to take his... Uh, SNES classic story. Apparently, the hunt for one of these things is already a mess.
3: Now, I know someone who works in the industry uh, Uh and they know that the original NES classic was just a nightmare the entire time. They were being hounded by people every single day, Mm -hmm. every single week, from the date of release to the date of it being cut off. And Mm -hmm. I don't see this going any better whatsoever.
7: Mm -hmm. No, and this time... uh the pre-orders aren't even like there's not even a listing on amazon like in canada not a single retailer even has a listing amazon
5: us has a listing but it says it's currently not available
7: yeah and i don't think it's ever been available it's just it's it's a placeholder
5: yeah and walmart.com uh they
3: accidentally (laughs) put out pre-orders and they were snatched up really fast and then all of a sudden people were getting emails after their confirmation saying so sorry no this was an error you actually don't have one
7: yeah, jerks. Uh, something uh, Nintendo is—it's incredible how bad they are at actually predicting the market, mm-hmm. and yet they still sell.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they do phenomenally well, but if they but would they increase could, production
7: earlier, they'd do yeah. even better. Well, this this and this is the thing. Like, I think they're happy with it because they get to—they think they can control the demand, but they understand the Japanese market very well, but. The difference between that and North America is if we get pissed off at a company for, for consistently failing to meet expectations, we will stop buying their stuff. Mm-hmm.
3: Not so, to mention, there's this urge that a lot of North American consumers have to get it first and get it now and then not give a shit about it ever again.
7: Yeah. So, like, it's, this is uh, exactly. It's not going to translate necessarily to, oh, right now we have. 25 let's say 25 to 30 million people that would want it in north america mm-hmm. and that might translate to 1 million in a year
1: judy was boring hello then judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com.
2: it's my little escape
1: now judy's the life of the party
2: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
1: whoa take it easy judy <laughs>
7: Because there'll be something else they've they've moved their attention to. Dang. I mean, I I ended up with... I got two NES classics, and I I played maybe an hour.
3: There's such a focus on novelty. Everything's going to be retro. So when this comes out, everyone really wants it. And everyone that does get it is going to do the same thing. They're going to play it for an hour. They're going to play that favorite title they had had 30 years ago. Maybe 20. And then they're not going to play it ever again.
7: Yeah. Like, the end... If the rumors of the N64 one are true, that might be a little different because they they would have to have better hardware than what they've currently released, uh, like the, what's currently running the NES Classic and what will run the SNES Classic, mm. uh, just to emulate the 3D. So you could have potential to make the games run better if you, if the emulation is done right. Mm-hmm. So whereas the N64 was the only cartridge-based system I could think of that had slowdown, other than the NES, you could actually... Smooth that out. Play those games at a higher resolution. That sort of thing.
3: Mm. All remasterings of all the titles, instead of just
5: re-release.
7: Yeah. yeah. But then it seems like they're increasing the price with the SNES from the NES. So would that mean the N64 at that point is at a, like a two hundred and fifty dollar price point?
5: Well, wait. NES was what seventy
7: US? Yeah, hundred bucks Canadian.
5: Okay, 70 US. Uh, SNES is supposed to be 80 US. I think it's it's gonna be like 120 here. So they're really gonna up up it to 250 for the 64. Wouldn't surprise me. One of the things
3: I'd have to wonder is if they want to keep doing these classics, they're obviously withholding a lot of these titles from the virtual consoles on their full systems like the Switch and the Wii U. Mm -hmm. How much do they want to focus more on the virtual console and less on these hardware releases? Okay.
7: Or are they going to release like an NES classic that, you know, a new version that literally is connected to the internet and it's just a streaming box for all the NES games?
3: Nintendo's, I mean... Nintendo and streaming at the same time is a little...
7: well. well the stre- streaming's subjective. Those games, uh, not that I would know from pirating, are uh, less than a megabyte. Yeah. so you could, you could you could by streaming I mean within half a second the whole game could be loaded what if you did another
5: run an, an upgraded version of the NES Classic where it has uh, almost like a Playstation memory card port and they sold mini game cartridges where it would be an installer for your, your NES and SNES Classics so that way you're buying games without having to stream them over the internet
7: yeah you're, that'd be fine you know,
5: you know you'd just be downloading them onto your thing off of the little memory card stick thing whatever but they they would have to do another run of the NES classic to get that done because as far as i can tell there's nothing on either one of them yeah exactly
7: that that genesis one that's coming out and the atari one have uh sd card slots
5: see sega at times is so much smarter than nintendo (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what I
3: can see Nintendo doing instead of expandable cards for NES Classic run is they'll make game cards that are collections of NES Classics and put them out for the 3DS. Everything's about their 3DS and now the Switch, mm-hmm. and that's it. They want to put all their eggs
5: into those baskets. And that's, Then that's why do. do the Nessence NES Classic? Outside of nostalgia, outside of hitting all of us in the heart you know, with a giant knife, what's the point? Of doing these two systems, spending all of this money, however the hell much money they've spent on either one of them, putting it out for a limited time, basically creating demand by shortening supply. And what's the point of that if they're really going to go back and say we only care about the 3ds and and the switch? It's two things.
7: It's dirt cheap because they're all they're doing is taking an Android phone and not using the screen and putting their own software on it. Mm. So they're using like a $50 phone or not even because they're doing production run of like a million or two at a time. So it's like $30 in parts, tops, including packaging, and they're making huge profit on it. Uh, And two, they're trying to clamp down because they lost the copyright and and the, uh, I guess, sorry, they lost lost the patent on the Nintendo. Uh, It passed its uh, 25 years or 30 years, whatever it is. So they weren't able to sue the clone companies that are releasing those emulation systems. Um, so, their idea is, well, we'll just make our own. So, we can, like, they can't stop other companies from making money off of it now. So, they may as well jump on board and make their own money.
5: How does a company named Nintendo of America, Nintendo of Japan, whatever else, how do you lose your own copyright on your own damn it's, name? It's, it's like,
7: standard law. Like, they, they, they I do know. 30 years on it, and then you can't renew it. Like, it's really, yeah. It's in public domain after 30 years.
5: Oh, wow.
7: And the Super Nintendo is. Just hit that too why do you think that's coming out
5: yeah that's true so I mean, I think there's so many
3: 30th anniversary releases of everything mm
5: mm-hmm.
7: yeah and that, that's the look at the Genesis same thing Atari's been out for a while so that's why the flashback has been out forever because they just you know slapped their name on some Chinese bo- it was some Chinese company at games or something that was making the flashbacks well Atari went well we can't stop them and we're not really a real company anymore <laughs> so we'll just license the name to them and that's what sega's done with the it's the same company that makes the sega the mini sega that's coming out mm. so nintendo's like well we may as well make money but for some reason they're not realizing that they could be making all the money if they just put out enough yep absolutely because from being being an owner of one like not, not a lot of people have the NES classic it's very well made the mm. the build quality is there you can't screw it up by you know you can't if you plug the power cord in you're not going to get a shock or anything because Mm -hmm. it's it's just literally a phone charger
5: Hmm. dang yeah all right well alex is uh gonna talk about richard dean anderson now
7: well i kind of hope he's well he's not gonna be part of it but (laughs) finally for for anybody that's uh been such a big Stargate fan as myself. What are we, what are we, are we gateheads? What do you want to call it? Is there, is there a term? I don't think so.
5: I don't even know. It's been so long since I've seen the original SG-1. Yeah, you see, you
7: see, here, here's the thing. I, it's a Stargate story, folks, but I was a Stargate fan late in the game. I mm-hmm. started working uh, at Best Buy in 2006 and one of my managers introduced me to SG-1. I I had seen the movie in the past and you know never thought much of it, but it was back when you know TV shows on DVD were eighty hundred hundred and twenty dollars a season, mm-hmm. and they had a sale an employee sale where it was ten bucks for each uh, for seasons one through three of SG one, mm-hmm. and I got it at Christmas time and watched all three seasons in I think it was a week and a half something like that, so I've been a Stargate fan ever since. Well after Stargate Universe ended uh, early, because of ratings and whatever, Sifi, Sci-Fi, whatever you want to call that channel, <laughs> was doing. Yeah, when they did the rebranding to the C-fi. crap channel, yeah. Uh, after Basically, after Battlestar Galactica ended and all these other shows ended, there was nothing left. Uh, th- it's gone dormant, sort of the way Star Trek had done. And there had been talk for I guess off and on the last few years of them wanting to do movies again like sort of i guess reboot the series or do sequel movies it was they couldn't make up their mind to the original movie not necessarily the continuity of SG1 and everything well it looks like now we're finally getting something and but it's going to be a prequel so I'll preface that I'm I'll I'm not sure how that's going to work but it's what it is is it's going to be telling the story of how the gate was uncovered uh, that was only briefly touched upon in the movie and then whatever flashbacks from the show. So, I believe it's a, digi- it's a digital series, mm-hmm. and they're doing the whole Star, uh, Star Trek thing where it's going to be on their own streaming platform, and you're probably going to have to pay to watch it. Uh, th- I don't think all the details have been ironed out yet. But mm. uh, I believe, I don't know if it has. it has, it had a teaser trailer. I don't know if you guys watched it. And the teaser footage was, it's not anything new, it's just all. It's, it's one of those, here we've got this, we're, we're in production, and here's a bunch of footage from our previous properties you know, to make you, you know, cry for joy that something's coming out. I'm very optimistic, but it's going to be at Stargate Command, which is their new digital streaming site MGM's launching, which I think Stargate's the only property MGM still has that uh, anybody wants to watch. <laughs> but it's going to be a 10-episode series. No indication as, as to whether or not it's half-hour hour. I hope it's not one of those web series where it's like 15-minute episodes. Uh, I'm imagining it's going to be a full one-hour show like a mini-series. Right. Uh, I've gone through different articles trying to see any more information on it, and nothing other than it exists. It's coming out. I'm very happy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So there's no timeline or anything? They don't know when the first episode is scheduled to be No,
7: and and it it might do something, because it's going to be I know it's going to be geolocked to the States, like that website. You're probably not going to be able to order it in Canada. So it's probably going to be the same thing that Star, uh, Star Trek is doing, where uh, Space, the, our version of, I guess, the sci-fi or CFE channel, yeah. uh, they're getting first-run uh, broadcast of it, So of, of the Star Trek show. So how it's going to work is, unlike Netflix, you know, where they, they will have a whole 10-episode series and they'll put it up all at once, or, or like Hulu, where it's day after or something. Mm-hmm. Even though Star Trek is an American show, then start what's Star Trek uh, Discovery. Yeah. Even though that's that's uh, an American show, it's actually going to air first here. So it'll air whatever, let's say eight or nine p.m. at night, and then it'll show up on the uh, on the CBS All Access, and then the next day the episode shows up one at a time on Netflix for the international markets. So they might do something similar to that, because pretty much we, we've got maybe two channels up here that would be interested. It'd probably be uh, Space or uh, Showcase, which uh, which does a lot of sci-fi shows as well. But I, I'm not sure because we don't have as many streaming services up here. Yeah, uh, we've got it's basically the cable. The couple cable companies own everything, so mm-hmm. you know we don't have Hulu. Uh, we don't have we have Netflix, and then we have. I guess Crave TV, which is uh, a, a joint venture between all of, all of uh, well, it's all of no, we have that's Crackle. Oh, we, we do get Crackle because it's ad supported. But uh, Crave is basically Hulu, only instead okay. of instead of TV channels being involved with it, it's the cable providers. So uh. the major satellite providers are all in, it, and you pay your 10 bucks a month. And it, basically, whatever Netflix doesn't have to stream, it has. Oh. Cool. so it might be something that but it's still very early on i just thought it was really neat
5: yeah i'm looking at the original sg1 complete series set oh, god the original msrp on this thing was 300 something dollars i get it it's 10 seasons of a television
7: yeah. show but hopefully and that was msrp so it probably still would have been 50 bucks cheaper but i'm doing yeah. a, a i am doing it's my third watch through but it's dodd's first and we're on season i think we're on season 3 now <laughs> so, and I'm looking at him like, how did you not get into this earlier on? Yeah.
5: I remember watching SG1, like bits and a lot of those 90s shows, because SG1 is 20 years old this year. Yep. Um, a lot of those mid to late 90s shows, like SG1, Andromeda, that kind of stuff, I remember catching them here and there, but I never watched them religiously.
3: It's the same for me. I watched a lot of SG1 when I happened upon it, but it wasn't mm-hmm. something I made sure I followed every single week. So yeah. it's a good show. It's just not something I could tell you what season this happened in or what the overall plot mm-hmm. was for the entire series.
7: Yep. And well, another one of the well,
5: oh, sorry, another I, one. Another
7: <laughs> one. One little thing here. Uh, I always confused. Like I didn't honestly didn't watch it till 2006. So I, I was I had to watch nine seasons to get caught up. But the <laughs> The, I thought it was I thought it was the exact same show as Sequest DSV, and oh
5: no, only, only, yeah
7: I know only because I would flip through the channels and usually I caught it at the end of the show and in it, it, both shows when they were on TV, if you remember when they were first on, they mm-hmm. had the whole advertising you know check us out on the internet at AOL mm-hmm. keyword this and it would have the dial the dial tone for the modem and <laughs> and then they have like a message from from. One would either be a message from the sea, the you know, Navy, and then one would be a message from the Air Force about, you know, stay in school, all that crap. And <laughs> uh, I confused them because they had the, basically the same ending. It's just, yeah.
5: I I knew uh, Sequest and, and Stargate were different because Sequest was a show because that was 93, 94. That was way before. That was, oh, God, that – Oh my god, Sequest DSV will be twenty-five years old next year. Holy crap. Um uh, I remember Sequest DSV for one simple reason, Jonathan Brandis, because Jonathan Brandis was Sebastian in Neverending Story Two, the next chapter.
7: <laughs> well, they the shows had similarities because a lot of the the actors in production, you know, mm-hmm. I found it later on, went on to do Stargate.
5: Yeah. Uh, so speaking of a show, I never, I still to this day have never seen any of it. We have, uh, this is going to kind of lead into our SDCC stuff, but it's not really. It's just, since we're talking about all this late nineties TV over on TV shows on DVD.com Firefly SDCC announcement for the 15th anniversary collector's edition Blu-ray. Isn't
7: that the third time?
5: I think so. I I, (laughs) I don't know.
7: I, I bought it when it was, I think. $80 $80 on blu-ray and it was the cheapest blu-ray television show when it came out because yeah, Cause yeah. It, cause...
5: 2003 fox home entertainment released firefly the complete series on dvd then in 2008 they released the same title in blu-ray disc format now this past weekend at the 2017 Diego comic-con fox announced that on september 19th they will release a new blu-ray edition of this item with firefly 15th anniversary collector's edition uh amazon.com listing is here uh as of this writing this is written by david lambert on tv shows on dvd.com the big e-tailer hasn't begun accepting pre-orders for the title that will probably change obviously in the near future um
7: to me it's not worth it because it's ten dollars to buy the blu-ray set already yeah and you get all 14 episodes
5: and it does it doesn't say here uh what um it doesn't say if any special fee. I assume it's going to be the same release, just, you know, 15th anniversary packaging.
7: Maybe they'll throw the movie in there too.
5: Maybe. I, it does not say this in, in the article that I'm looking at, so I'm not really sure. I don't know what they're going to do.
3: I have to wonder how much money they're making off of one season. It has to be a record a lot. plot. Just how much profit you can pack into that short well, of a run.
5: Do you it, know how rabid the
3: Firefly fans are? I do. I, I'm yep. they <laughs> eat it up and they eat it up again and they eat it up again and that's they're more fine. rabid than the, just...
7: the Earth 2 fans. <laughs> or, like those are the show, like all those shows that aired like one season in the early 90s. Briscoe <laughs> County Junior, all those. And they, they still made money.
3: Next big thing and then it doesn't pan out but they're still yep. there. Mm-hmm.
7: And then those there's there's a market for short run sci-fi fantasy shows that that they have that cult following but this show because it was so it was in the internet age when it came out right and mm-hmm. it was so well written and it did get a movie and there's still hints of a, maybe another movie or another show coming out with the Deadpool opening and everything right so like you, you, you remember the the Deadpool opening before the movie or sorry yeah. it was before, uh, before uh, Logan yeah, it's before Logan. Yeah, yeah, in the background, all the posters for Firefly. Yep. Yeah. So there's no, they don't put those there for no reason.
3: At the yeah. same time, Deadpool is so self aware as an entire <laughs> franchise that it could just be a joke for the sake of ah, it, ah, true, ha 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 Firefly.
7: But, but with everything, well, it, but it's, it's Fox and Fox has been doing these limited run series where they bring shows back. Right? They did it with, uh, with 24. They've done. I think it's going to be a second time now with X Files yeah so who knows there's
5: uh there's one show and i can go and i can find it on youtube and i can sure i can find it other ways but there is one show that i've been waiting for on dvd forever
7: it's a viper is it coming
5: get out of my head
7: (laughs) what the hell how the hell did you guess that because i've I've been going back and forth with you every couple of years is viper coming out (laughs) <laughs> like seriously, how does how
5: has this not happened yet? I mean, Especially
7: come on. Two, three, and four. When it got good.
5: Look, I like that first season. I liked the first guy that played 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 um, Asher. Uh, you know, but the thing of it, and the the reason why the only reason why I even bring this up is because I got a shock to the system a couple of years ago. I was watching through USA Network's White Collar for the upteenth millionth time, and I forgot the guy that played the original Joe Astor on Viper (laughs) was in an episode of White Collar, and oh my God, he he looks good for his age, but like, oh my God, that's old Joe, holy crap. I haven't seen it since
7: it was originally on. I never watched it since, like, I watched it in first run syndication. I I didn't watch it. So I don't remember. Here's the best part. I remember the theme song and opening more than anything else. Mm -hmm. Because I refused to download or try to find like an old VHS rip of it.
5: I found... Somebody had it on YouTube, like a couple episodes. It was like a YouTube playlist. And I I don't know if it would still be there or anything like that. Um...
7: No, I don't so, know. Tristan, do you remember what Viper was?
3: I only remember seeing ads for it way back when.
7: Transforming I car. It. Yeah, Transforming it, it, CG car that could that was basically a James Bond car mixed with uh, Knight Rider.
5: Yeah, pretty much. Except the car didn't talk. True. Well, <laughs> that's just missing out, isn't it? No, Mr. Feeney, I'm out. See ya! <laughs>
7: we're still waiting on like team night rider and all these other shows oh
5: don't you even oh my god i spent 10 or more podcasts reviewing all the episodes of that i guess
7: Uh, here's the thing i am i am the go-to guy if you want to know anything about an obscure random action or adventure show that lasted like one season or less going back yeah. the 60s onward i am the guy that scoured the net for those things because i love the terrible stuff
5: you know what the crazy thing is what the the voice of beast the the truck in team the the big black truck in team night rider okay i wish mike was here for this because he would crack up that is frigging goldar from the original power ranger series
7: uh I see it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
5: all right, so we're going to take a quick break so we can gather our wits about us to handle San Diego Comic-Con 2017 because even if you didn't go to the convention, folks, and you're like us, scouring for news on the internet about what's going on at a convention we will never be able to afford unless you know somehow some drunk Canadian alky leaves us in their will... Um, it's exhausting. I'm tired. I, I, we haven't even begun talking about it, and I'm just already tired of gathering news from the last three days of this big-ass convention, which is the biggest convention in this country. Um, it's just crazy. So, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back after this with uh, San Diego Comic-Con. So, we'll be back.
0: Hey, this is Steve Snowball Sailor, and you're listening to 10 years of This Week in Geek. Lower your shields, and surrender your listenership.
5: I know what we're doing today. Okay, Michael, if we're going to tackle this podcast thing, we've got to do something really special. It has to be cool, daily, in audio form, and undetectable by radar. Something that screams summer. I know, let's do a Phineas and Ferb review podcast. We'll call it the Podcast Organization Without a Cool Acronym, or PALCA for short. What do you think?
0: I think if we're not careful, Candace is going to bust us!
5: You can find Palka on the GeekCast, Radio Network, iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, and all of the other methods you find podcasts. Okay then, carry on. Hey guys, this is
6: Mike, the Birdman Todd, and you are listening to 10 years of This Week in Geek, or you might know it as
5: Twig. We are back, and San Diego Comic-Con 2017 was this past weekend. Guys, what were you looking forward to, or how much attention do you all pay to San Diego Comic-Con? Alex, what about you?
7: i was working the weekend from hell at work uh so i was only briefly keeping up and, and seeing snippets here and there uh mm-hmm. i was i was mostly looking to see what would come up about with the new tv shows and i saw the trailers and i i, I was ha- we'll talk about them as, as we go right but yeah uh yeah. i i wasn't expecting much because i i i honestly didn't know it was this weekend <laughs>
5: <laughs> tristan what about you <laughs> Well, for me, I'm not much of a TV
3: guy, but I do like the Marvel Cinematic Universe a lot. So seeing trailers for Thor 3 and other MCU projects, that's really Mm -hmm. got my motor running. (laughs) And while I didn't really pay that much attention to the the little details of San Diego Comic-Con, it was fun to see all the big news come out and talk to a few friends who are fellow fans and see what they thought. So I'm pretty excited to to see what comes now that I know what these projects are and I've seen more trailers and everything's got mm-hmm. rolling.
5: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. For me, I was, I, I, I just want to get back to regular TV. Like I cannot stand summer anymore outside of the weather itself, but I just like summer for television is just,
7: uh, I screw the weather too. It's yeah. fi- It's fine for certain premium shows here and there. Uh, usually the summer is where you go to watch like WWE and that, but yeah, it's it seems well, like this year's been kind of bleh.
5: Well, yeah, cause like you know I went okay, so I, I I I'm in the states for those that do and don't know, but you know I've got Hulu, I pay for Hulu, I have like two shows that have new episodes each week in the summer and that's pretty much Monday Night Raw and Tuesday and 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 SmackDown Live Tuesday which Night is SmackDown <laughs> Here we go. Uh you know um and yes Hulu does have a bunch of other shows that I could be watching but it's like I miss that whole thing of oh, God, Monday night, I need to be editing something or recording something, so I'm not paying attention to anything. That way, when I wake up Tuesday morning, I can watch the previous night's episodes of what Gotham, Supergirl, whatever the hell, you know. Um, so, yeah, sending Diego Comic-Con. Big thing I want to push on really quickly is they announced the upcoming DC animated universe film, so we got Batman and Harley Quinn coming out. Uh, they announced Gotham by Gaslight. I can't believe they're going to adapt that. That's going to be awesome.
7: I, I don't know anything about that. I, I had heard the Harley Quinn one because is that the one where the girl from Big Bang Theory is in it? Mm. As Harley Quinn?
5: Yeah, I think so. Because
7: I, I remember seeing something about that one's been in the works for a while.
5: Yeah, that yeah, it, it's, it's pretty much about ready to come out. Um this is the one where yeah, Melissa Rauch uh, Ber- Ber- Bernadette will voice uh, Harley, but this is a reunited movie for Kevin Conroy and Lauren Lester, Batman and Robin Batman and Nightwing, coming back together for Batman and Harley uh, Gotham by Gaslight based off of the Elseworld story uh, it's in production the next one they announced was Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay it's coming in spring of next year the film will be the second suicide squad story taking place in the dc animated U- movie universe continuity so that's like akin to arkham uh, what was it um assault on arkham that's what it was um and then they announced death of superman and reign of the supermen so in late 2018 the first part of an adaptation of the death of superman storyline will be released and then the second part titled reign of the supermen will be released in early 2019
7: so it looks like they put out a movie every quarter eh? like every three to four months yeah
5: yeah. they try to do usually one or two a year and then they went up to like three or four a year it just depended on well, what they wanted to do
7: I know they sprinkle in like they'll have those one or two adult themed ones and then there's those like mm-hmm. what's the Batman one uh, Unlimited or Batman yep. Mutants one whatever there, there was like kitty ones they put in as well
5: Hmm. Um, I love I love Justice League. I haven't seen all of Justice League action, but Justice League action is the new Justice League cartoon series, and I see the stuff that the the DC Kids Warner Brothers page puts up for various like little minisodes, and it's just so especially. <laughs> Justice League action has Kevin Conroy as Batman. I'm so anytime Kevin Conroy's, Batman, I don't care. I will like it. I, you know, they, I remember, I think it was last year's comic con or they might've been the year before when the, whenever the justice league action trailer came out saying that, Hey, this is going to be our new series. There's a point in that trailer where somebody comes after Batman. He turns the corner on a batarang or something. And it just looks right at the camera and says, did you miss me in that classic Kevin Conroy? And I'm like, Give me this show now, you, you fangirl, Swede. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> hey. mm, no. Uh, so since we're talking about DC and, and all of that, we'll get to the Marvel stuff here in a minute. But uh, since we're talking about DC movie stuff, the Justice League Comic Con trailer came out. I almost forgot this was Hack Snyder. <laughs>
7: yeah, yeah. You know what? I I watched it with my brother. Mm-hmm. In the trailer. And we've come to the conclusion, even with Wonder Woman, everything DC puts out looks crappy with the special effects. They're spending all this money, but it looks Mm. very green screeny, even Wonder Woman did. And maybe it's because they're not getting ILM or whatever. I don't know what studio they're getting to do their special effects, but Mm. everything, and it's one thing if you want it to look like a comic book, but it it looks like it's really good special effects with people pasted on top of it. Hmm. It doesn't have the seamless look that the Marvel movies do.
3: And yeah. In a similar comparison, if you look at a lot of the trailers for Marvel Cinematic Universe titles, it's it tells its own kind of story. It doesn't give away too much most of the time, but you can still kind of get an idea of what's happening. When I watched the Justice League trailer from Comic-Con, it just felt like a whole bunch of action scenes just sloshed together no rhyme or reason, no structure. It's just here's a bunch of stuff. Stuff's exploding. Here's some actors. The end.
5: Mm-hmm. I had yeah. no sense Absolutely. of what was happening. The only thing that really, yeah, you're right. There, there is no sense of what's actually happening. And I wonder if that's Warner Brothers or DC or whatever not wanting to give too much away, but they still give crap away. My biggest complaint about the Justice League trailer. They tried to make Ezra Miller whatever the hell his stupid name is the, the, the Barry Allen Flash they tried to make him Tom Holland Spider-Man. Don't fucking do that. But
7: there, there is I'm still upset there that they out. didn't get the guy from the TV show to do it.
5: Yeah, I, I mean well, I remember and I, I think I mentioned this last week or whenever uh, about that Kevin Smith's, yeah it was last week it was about the Kevin Smith DC film special with him and Jeff Johns and Jeff Johns on that said, oh, well, we want the TV universe and the, and the movie universe to be two separate universes and Dumb yada move. yada." Yeah, well, obviously. Um, also coming out of DC, I, I know Tristan doesn't really watch the shows, but he should at least try some yes, of them. watch them. Um, Just
7: don't watch Gotham, that's garbage.
5: Okay, yeah, the CW DC shows. Yeah. Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, Legends. Watch the, those...
7: every other season of Arrow.
5: Okay. Um. Okay. No. Okay. So I'll, I'll I'll say this now. Season one and season two are great. Season three is Arrow is Batman. Season four is when and will they or won't they fuck when it comes to Oliver and Felicity.
7: Yeah.
5: And then season five is is it's getting back to being good.
7: And Dolph Wander is a bad guy in it. Yep. Okay. So you got
5: He Man is a bad guy or or drago if you want to go the rocky route. So yeah, they released uh Flash season 3, Legends season 3, Supergirl season 2, Arrow season 6 for that. No, Flash season 4. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not Flash season Flash season.
7: That I would say four. the Flash is is out of the regular season shows. Like right now I'm in I'm watching the Game of Thrones stuff, but in the for the regular season of the year, I would say the Flash mm-hmm. is what I've looked most to and most forward to every week.
5: I look forward to all. Th- I look forward to three out of the four.
7: Like out of all so, television, though, seriously.
5: Yeah, well, that's yeah. I mean, for well, I have other stuff, but we can talk TV next week. Yeah. Um. You know, when, when it comes to these four, when it comes to the CW stuff, I like I said, Arrow season three and four just wore on me like, uh, no, stop, don't. Uh, But Flash has always been consistent. Yes, there are a few episodes here and there where it's kind of, eh. Legends, I love because you never know who's going to show up. And I love the story that they've told in two seasons because I didn't think – because the first season of Legends only got 16 episodes. I did not think that was going to come back for a second season. But then again, it is DC and Warner Brothers and CBS and yada, yada, yada because CW is CBS and Warner's together. Um so for me supergirl flash and legends are my favorites and I'm slowly getting back into Arrow now that they've moved away from all the shipper stuff with Oliver and Felicity
7: yeah
5: oh and the one thing I want to bring up about this because this did happen at comic-con I will actually hopefully be able to embed this in the post Stephen Mel was at a panel and there was a little girl named Sarah at this panel and you guys just have to watch the video Basically, he asks her something about does she always come every year? Uh, Because he had she had asked him if he was going to do another uh, fight cancer fuck cancer campaign for t-shirts and stuff, Uh, and he said yeah we will eventually. And he said you know do you come here every year? And she said yes. And you know do you are you planning on coming next year? And she goes yeah. He got he gets up he jumps off the stage. Because You know how Comic-Con is. They're, they're, yeah. they're up on the thing. He jumps down off the stage, walks over to her, gives her this necklace he has, that a, an arrow necklace that he, he wears, that a friend made for him. He says, I'll be back next year to get this from you. And hugs her. And it's like, oh my god! Like, look, I can crap on the storyline of the show all I want, but Stephen Amell is the greatest ever <laughs> It's a really nice gesture for that that fan. It's awesome. People, if you're listening to this podcast, go to our website, thisweekingeek.net, look at Nerd News Network episode eighteen. The video will be hopefully be embedded in this post. If not, I'll at least try to link it. Uh, watch this because it will make you cry. (laughs) We're gonna have to over the
3: next year just to make sure she gives it back.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Sure, she wasn't a plant. (laughs) <laughs> they, i a, a girl that had I,
7: I i seriously don't I know, think I that know. they would have
5: somebody who has cancer uh a, a, as a plant i i uh, really I don't be
7: in the mind that's why because of that thing oh, he did with God. evil and and stardust
5: yeah that was good times
7: yeah anyway yeah
5: uh it's probably the only time i actually enjoyed stardust but anyway he's gone um but yeah, Comic Con twenty seventeen, San Diego Comic Con. It, it was it was crazy. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I, I would you weren't think. even there. Yeah. I know that's the thing. I said that to somebody the other day and, and somebody's like oh no, I said that, he's like, You weren't even there, how can you be tired keeping up with the news is exhausting, especially when news is coming out bing bam boom, you know, minute after minute after minute.
7: Yeah, I would say out of the trailers, I like the Thor one best.
5: Oh yeah, we got to—we we still got to talk about Thor. So yeah. Thor, uh, Ragnarok—that um, trailer came out, and it's not as good as "He's My Friend from Work," but it's still good. It's still awesome. I like that they've kept with the cheesy theme. Mm-hmm.
7: Well, the,
3: that the retro the... feel.
7: Well, the, yeah, there's, there's that. The director is uh, the guy from Flight of the Concords, that group, and he did the probably the funniest indie movie I've ever seen, What We Do in the Shadows, about the mockumentary about vampires living in New Zealand. So it's it's they've hired instead of getting for the previous films, they got people that were very serious directors. You got the last. Thor movie was the director I forget his name he's he's directs a lot of episodes of of Game of Thrones and then the first director you had Kenneth Branagh so you got a guy who's got Shakespeare behind him and and what he does and then what do you go with now a silly comedic indie director so they're really going for a different feel
3: I'm glad to see that they've been doing a lot of serious storylines lately the comic relief is there but really the the storylines will be getting darker and darker and it'd be nice to have something that's a bit more of a romp even if it's still a major part of the story arc
5: yeah absolutely I'm looking forward to Thor, Thor 3 I think it's going to be fun um,
3: good to see uh, the Hulk talking a little bit more
5: yes because yes. that's the thing ever since Mark Ruffalo took over um Banner has talked a lot. Hulk has had a couple of lines. I I mean, you know,
3: Got two word um, sentences. That's all he's done so far.
7: Yeah, mm-hmm. pu- puny human Hulk smash.
5: Yep. But you know, it, it's gonna be cool in it because. 19 what was it? 1978 was the last time we saw the Hulk talk. Like really, like I I don't count Angley's crouching tiger hidden Hulk, or Incredible Hulk either. But like seriously. Um, um, Lou Ferrigno was the last time we saw Hulk talk more than two sentences
7: even in the cartoons yeah, true because it was was Lou Ferrigno for those
5: too yep Well, and you you had uh, Hulk and the Agents of Smash recently in the last couple of years too Uh, so he talked more in those, that was um, Fred Tattashore I believe, doing the voice for Hulk in those Um, but yeah, no, Thor 3 is going to be kind of cool um I've just lost the interest to go to the theater, and we can talk about that next week at some point. We can talk movies and TV next week.
7: Yeah.
5: Uh, Tristan, you got anything you want to promote or pimp out or anything? Well, there was that little leak trailer from Comic-Con. Yeah, there I, was. I haven't seen it
7: yet.
5: I tried watching it, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to sit here with my head turned sideways. Sorry. Nope, I'm just going to wait for Marvel Studios to put out the full trailer. And I have seen it, and I will honestly say that while it's
3: a good trailer, I would, if I knew then what I know now, wait for it to come out properly. It'll have a much deeper impact that way.
7: Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll so save myself good. for it.
3: Save yourself, you know, that special night. Light some candles, <laughs> <and> put on <laughs> some incense, and then watch yourself a trailer. You know, the, the tissues. God.
7: Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I, yeah. I knew we were gonna go there. But I'll go along with it. Yeah, totally.
5: (laughs) Oh, Lord. Oh, God. All right. So we want to thank everyone for joining us here on the Nerd News Universe, Nerd News Network this week. Uh, Especially thank you to Tristan, as as always. Again, this is his second time, and he's talking more. He's saying more than two words this week. (laughs) Like smoldering fire, raging fire. <laughs> uh where can the people find you online Tristan? I am on Twitter at Tristopher t r i s t i f e r What about you Alex?
7: Uh Twitter at gra- gravy moose I don't yeah there's no space in there. <laughs> yeah uh, or basically we wherever You can do that? Yeah. Yeah <laughs> or, or underscore or whatever. No, it's just great @gravymoose. Uh I'll be this coming Friday at Con Bravo in Hamilton for the one day I won't be I'm working the weekend so I won't mm-hmm. be able to be there for the whole weekend but if anybody is there say hi on Friday
5: cool awesome you can follow Mike at dot on Twitter and all the other social media platforms uh, I am at TFG and Mike on Twitter you can also follow us at This Week in Geek on Twitter go check out our Facebook page as well and of course ThisWeekinGeek.net tune in next time to hear Alex say
7: something horrible
5: and Tristan says I have a lot of TV to watch you say, yes you do
7: TV or TP or, or PV
5: I don't even P- P-I-V. And...
7: P- yeah okay
5: for a second there I thought there was going to be a VI Warshawski joke in there oh or, lord or
7: VIP with Pamela Anderson that was a bad show
5: <laughs> insert offensive item right here that's a stripperella topic for another time. Oh, boy. We'll be back with all the news you want to know next week here on the Sweet and Geeks Nerd News Network.
7: <laughs> yup. Why?
8: Want to see me make bubbles with my spits? Sure do. In fact, that's the theme of our next show. <laughs> so don't miss it.
7: I've oh seen the
6: mountaintops to and they are glorious.
7: <laughs> you could go to sleep on top of them and be comfy. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again, slowly. Tristan,
3: Andrew, Donald, William, Winkworth.
5: Tadworth. It's a good thing you're not British because you would almost be entitled to a crown. Man, whoa,
6: man, we had the best Chinese food. Tristan, have you had Double Dragon in this town?
7: I have not. And
6: they'll probably even give you like a chicken ball. And the little lady there.
7: there, she's she's like, oh, I don't speak English. Blah 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 blah. Here's your <laughs> here's your food. Um,
6: um. Insert offensive item right here.
7: Hey, don't look at me. I'm not putting them up to it. They just keep talking about me. Pre-show. What was the pre-show? So everything you saw before that was pre the show, which makes the pre-show.
0: As you can imagine, they they don't let us out much. <laughs> You've been listening to This Week in Geek. Tune in next week to hear, um, somebody random. I don't know. Maybe even a hot chick. Yeah, let's go with that.
2: Did anyone ever tell you that you were very, very sexy?
0: How are actually, no.
2: They never will.
0: Check out our website, thisweekingeek.net, for more geek content. As well, subscribe to our podcast through iTunes or any podcatcher. If you'd like to comment on this episode, head to this episode post on thisweekingeek.net and comment through Facebook Connect. Or you can call our voicemail line at 817-717-7202. Send us a Twitter message by at replying to at this week in Geek. Lastly, you can email us at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. This extra music was produced by Prono Bozo at pronobozo.com. com. We'll see you next time. And remember. Lower your shields and surrender your listenership. That was wonderful. Bravo! I loved it. Oh, it was great! Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away! Hey,
2: boo! Boo!